0: Now, how do you know some criminal not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code S E A N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now, you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now, Master Spas technology is incredible, with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America, use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Well, we're
1: coming to your city. Gonna play our guitar do you have a
2: warning to iran to hezbollah i think they've uh, understood that if they enter the war in a significant way the response will be very very powerful and i hope they don't make that mistake
1: thanks to that new poll from the times we already know he's struggling in even before this war Could this war cost him re-election? Yes, it could. Do you know how many miles you traveled on Amtrak? And I said, no, he said a million. I think it was
2: 320,000 miles. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming
0: to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a
1: country song. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour.
0: News roundup and information overload hour. Our toll-free number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, I, I got to say, I don't get shocked a lot, but everything seemingly out of Israel, you know, I never thought we'd hear such hatred and and, and, and virulent anti-Semitism in the halls of Congress, see it in, in our college campuses and universities, see it in London and see it in Australia and worldwide. And, you know, and, and the things that have been said and are being said just shock the conscience. And, you know, uh, gas the Jews, F the Jews. I mean, just unbelievable. In front of the White House, Allahu Akbar. Really? Uh, now we are discovering, it's, uh, when I saw this last night, I, at first I didn't want to believe it. I didn't believe it. Wasn't sure it was going to be true. Turns out a lot of this is true. And that is that there were photographers. Now, it, it's we, we haven't fully been able to sort out who might have been employees of various news organizations or maybe what they're called stringers or independents and they go out in the field you know they're in other words freelancers uh, that go out and take pictures and then sell them to media organizations uh, however we do know in one case CNN has fired a Palestinian quote journalist after claiming that he was embedded with Hamas while the October 7th attack was happening They were there with Hamas, a terrorist group, to take pictures. I don't think that this is a question of whether or not there's any moral ambiguity here. Well, I have a job to do. You have a job. You're embedded with a terrorist group and that you're going to chronicle their crimes against humanity. I don't think I want that job. I think I'll pass. I think I'll go. I think I'll take pictures of birds and trees. Anyway, Sarah Carter is with us. She's an investigative journalist in her own right. She's been to many, many war zones. Um, what you may not know is that Sarah, uh, her husband, uh, was a, you know, was serving his country when he was severely injured. You know, you're, you're in a unique position because you've been there in many conflicts on the ground. And, and also your, your husband, you know, was on the ground fighting and you read this story. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, first, yeah, and I, I, I don't mind sharing that my husband was blinded in Afghanistan, uh, permanently blinded. Um, he almost lost his life in the battlefield fighting, uh, terrorists in eastern Afghanistan and, um, has since retired. Uh, but he, he continued to work, uh, for the United States and for the Department of Defense. And, uh, after he was blinded, um, and, and did so up until a few years ago, I got to tell you, I am. I'm mortified, Sean. I'm like you. I'm mortified. I've spent a lot of time in the war zones. I've seen the horrors of what it's like to watch our young men lose their lives on the battlefield. I've seen the horrors of what war does to, to all people, even to children. But what happened on October 7th in Israel was a direct attack by a terrorist organization that could be described nothing less than demonic. Uh, these attackers went into the homes of innocent families. Um, I think everybody knows the horror stories or at least they should know the horror stories about what happened to these families and to their babies and to their children and the hostages that are still there that may or may not be alive, the small children. And then you have, and I'm gonna go to my work as a journalist, Um, you have these people that I do not consider journalists. I do not consider photographers. They knew what Hamas was doing, apparently. They were embedded with Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. They did not wear vests. They did not wear helmets. They went in, and in fact, the man that was fired by CNN and was let go by CNN, um, Hassan Eslaia, um, he had taken uh, photos um, and was also seen, and he posted this allegedly to his own Facebook page, Honest Reporting was one of the first to break this story, um, and uh, he was on a motorcycle with the grenade in his hand.
0: I've seen that video. Is it 100% him? Do we know for a fact? Is there any ambiguity on that story at all?
2: There, there may be a little bit of ambiguity, only because you see the back of his head and the side of his face. Um, it was uploaded to his Facebook page, though. It apparently was uploaded mm. to him to his Facebook page. So there still needs to be some investigation into that.
0: Let me, let me ask you this, because I know that you, you put on X yourself or Twitter, whatever people want to call it, uh, you show one of the, quote, so-called photojournalists with one of Hamas's leaders, you know, they're, they're like, kissing each other. Uh, I, I mean, what does that say?
2: That says a lot. Hassan Islaia is in a photo. He's getting a big kiss from... You know, the leader of Hamas, who planned this horrific attack against these innocent families. Um, I have never been in Afghanistan, never getting a hug or a kiss from any Taliban leader, even though I did interview Taliban sympathizers or people that were at, you know, Shura's, uh, Yagi Jurgas, Jir- uh, which is like a tribal meeting when our troops would go meet with them. I would sit down and I would do interviews. Um, I would never have that kind of a relationship with, uh, with those people, um, with terrorists. Now, CNN, AP, Reuters, New York Times, whoever use these freelance journalists, I'm, I'm very concerned about this because there is a process to hiring people. I have worked with foreign correspondents. I've worked with foreign journalists, both in Pakistan and in Afghanistan and on the ground in Iraq. And we have a vetting process. We go through a vetting process when I was at the Washington Times or when I was working with John Solomon at Circa. We go through a vetting process. That person has had to have worked for a number of years with a legitimate news agency. Um, They cannot just be any person that's running around with a camera in their hand in enemy territory because you could end up actually giving access to the enemy. And if you know that a crime is going to be committed, Sean, like, for example, even me as a journalist, let's say I got an interview or an exclusive with a terrorist or somebody uh, decides that they want to give me an interview while I'm overseas. And I find out on either our troops or on our nation or on a Western asset or on anyone for that matter. It is incumbent upon me to report that immediately, to report the crime. It's not incumbent upon me to keep that a secret and allow to, the crime to take place and then go out there and report on it. You know, this is the crime that needs to be investigated. These journalists, so-called Journalists, so-called photographers, knew what was happening apparently before it took place. And right now, even Prime Minister Netanyahu, I mean, is calling them out. Uh, CNN, as you well reported, has fired this person. I would like to know what the Associated Press is going to do, what Reuters is going to do in the New York Times. And I would really like to know what their policy is.
0: Well, in this one case where you have this quote-unquote, and I say this loosely, uh, photojournalist, freelance journalist, uh, kissing one of the leaders of Hamas, uh, both the AP and CNN used that footage on October 7th. Now, I, I want to be fair. They might not have known, and and the CNN did fire one individual. I, I've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think had any news organization known, I I can't imagine as, as abusively corrupt and biased as they're well, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I've heard some of these hosts on some of these other networks, and honestly, they sound like apologists for Hamas. They do. All of these these, I guess, secret, virulent, hateful anti Semites are coming out of the woodwork. I am stunned by the number worldwide and the number in our own halls of congress and in our college universities and the streets of new york for example another protest you're going to be covering for us tonight by the way not not a safe assignment sarah
2: no not a safe assignment but nothing i've ever done in my career in my career and over the time span of my career has ever been has ever been safe because i believe in bringing the story to the american
0: no we applaud you for it we send as much security as we can um but still it's not safe
2: no, it's not. And you brought up a really great point, Sean, and you're absolutely right. I've known you for a long time. You've never used those terms. You don't. We don't like to use those terms. It's a horrific part of our human history, but we want people to remember what happened. And I got to tell you what is so astonishing.
0: This is the first time it's been warranted. That's even more important. This is the first time that I can say with a with hundred thousand percent certainty this is the equivalent of the, the the type of rhetoric we've heard in the 1930s things that are said and 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 slogans that are chanted it's shocking
2: well it's it's, it's shocking but it's not surprising we have not taught the truth about the holocaust you can look at the statistics look at the look at the surveys that have been conducted on us millennials and gen zers and their knowledge of the holocaust and what happened they can't even name a concentration camp there was a good majority of people i think it was over 63% lacked an awareness of what happened during the holocaust right now fbi director Christopher Ray said, and I don't I don't like the guy, but he's right. He said this year, you know, that sixty percent of all religious based hate crime targeted Jewish people. They targeted the Jewish people. We are seeing the rise of anti Semitism. We have imported hate into our nation. I have traveled the world, Sean, I've covering the wars for nearly twenty years. I've seen the kind of vile hate. I was on a mountain in Iraq. Sinjar, where Islamic State dug, well, they didn't even dig them. They had the Yazidis dig their own graves, and they committed genocide against the Yazidi people. You know, this is not just about the Jewish people, Sean. This is about every single one of us. And when somebody says to you, this is not about the Jewish people, believe me, this is not Uh, just about the Jewish people.
0: All right, quick break. We'll come back more with investigative reporter, Fox News investigative journalist, Sarah Carter, on the other side. Uh, We'll also check in with Senator Ted Cruz. All right, we continue now. Sarah Carter is with us, investigative reporter and journalist. Does anybody remember that Hitler didn't like a lot of people? Basically, if you weren't in that, quote, white Aryan uh, uh, category, uh, you were considered the enemy. You know, like the Klan, yeah, okay, they were racist, uh, but they were also, they hated Jewish people, they hated Catholic people, but definitely they were racist above all else by a long shot, but they were horrible people all the way around. There's a lot of hate out there for a lot of groups.
2: Yes, there is, Sean, but there is a vile, and look, I've covered terrorism for a long time, I've covered extremism right and that extremism whether it's islamic state whether it's hamas and and they're shia and i believe that hamas was being supported by iran and iran used them as a proxy or whether it's al-qaeda or whether it's the taliban there is extremism in many different forms and that extremism has kind of spread like a virus across the globe. It's it's infiltrating our school systems, our ideology. It's It's a lie, it's getting mixed up in a narrative that isn't even based on reality, and it's turning people against each other. And that extremism is an extremism against the Western world. It's against what we stand for, which is liberty and freedom, and all of those things that make our nation beautiful and wonderful. And that extremism is filled with a violent hate that I don't think most Americans can completely yeah. comprehend or understand. Israel got a taste of that. Israel got a horrible, horrible...
0: They have no choice now but to fight this war, to Absolutely. beat Hamas, to beat Hezbollah, to beat uh, the Houthis that have declared war on them, uh, to beat back forces in Syria firing missiles at them, and eventually... The world's got to have a reckoning with the the number one state sponsor of terror, and that's, that's Iran. Uh, Sarah, I know you're going to be at this protest in New York tonight. Please be careful. Um, we appreciate you doing it. At any point, you don't feel safe. You know the rules. Get out. Um, Absolutely, Sean. We can't have anything happen to you. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours. just go to burner.com slash Hannity right now. You'll get 10% off. That's dot com slash Hannity. All right. Days are getting warmer and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps swim spa by master spas. Now imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours you save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com. I 25 to the top of the hour, it's a toll-free number. It's uh, 800 941 Sean if you want to be a part of the program. You know, I've been talking for months about how the Knox Entry System helps law enforcement gain the access that they need to schools during hostile events when seconds matter. In fact, more than 200 municipalities currently now trust the Knox Entry System to provide a secure and efficient means to get access where and when that they need it. Now, businesses, airports, and specific industrial applications have joined schools and law enforcement and fire departments, and they're also using Knox Entry to manage first responder access and or uh, authorized service activity to better protect and monitor their critical assets. Now, Knox Entry allows you to develop a customized access strategy complete with an audit trail and rapid flexibility. If your company has important assets that you want to better protect Just contact Knox today for more information on their innovative Knox entry system. Go to their website, Knox.com, K-N-O-X.com. That's Knox.com. Our friend, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, who is from the great state of Texas, came out with a fabulous book. And I actually can't put it down. I haven't been watching TV all week because I've been reading the book. And it's called Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. You know you've heard the saying go woke you go broke but our institutions have all gone woke even our military has gone woke he chronicles all of this it is the most compelling and damning case against wokeness that i've ever seen written uh the book by the way now is in bookstores all around the country it's on hannity.com and amazon.com uh we welcome back to the program senator ted cruz how are you sir
1: John, I'm doing terrific. It's great to be with you.
0: Okay, I never saw a cover like this because it looks like they took a picture, but it looks like a portrait. Is, is this a portrait of you or is it a picture of you?
1: No, it's just a photograph with some good lighting.
0: <laughs> you look great anyway. You know, this has really become so pervasive. It's unbelievable to me, although there's certain areas that appear never to get into the woke category attacks against African- American conservatives you, you could pretty much seemingly say whatever you want uh, what is being said about Israel and and the Jewish people on college campuses and around the country yeah they, they don't apply the same woke standards in those two instances uh, isn't that rather odd
1: well that's exactly right and 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 the book explains why uh, th- this is the cultural Marxist at work and and, and what but this book does, is it explains how the radical left took over every major institution in America. And and it starts with the universities. And chapter one of the book is the universities, which I call the Wuhan lab of the woke virus. That's where it was created. That's where it mutated. That's where it spread. From there, each chapter of the book addresses a different institution. So it goes from the universities to K through 12 education. From there to journalism, from there to government, from there to big business, from there to big tech, from there to entertainment, Hollywood, movies, TV, sports, music, from there to science. And in the last chapter of the book is on China, explaining how China is, is a central nexus intertwined throughout it all. And, and, and what the book does, Sean, is two things. Number one, it explains precisely why and how. The radical left took these institutions over, and they did it from the inside. But then, number two, even more importantly, it lays out a clear battle plan for how we take the institutions back. And, and you know, you mentioned the, the vicious anti-Semitism we're seeing on campuses right now. This is a manifestation of the cultural Marxist. And, and, and what the book explains is that Karl Marx and the Communist Man- Manifesto divided the world into oppressors and victims and and he thought socioeconomically so so that the oppressors were the owners of capital and the victims were the proletariat the workers and his solution that he advocated for is the violent revolution of the proletariat to forcibly overthrow the oppressors and use government to forcibly redistribute the wealth well Fast forward to all of the different mutations of, of Marxism, including critical race theory and queer theory and all of the different versions. What we see right now is for the radical left, they have coded Jews as oppressors, and they have coded Palestinians as victims, and so therefore the cultural Marxists support the violent overthrow by the people they've deemed the victims of the oppressors and it's why you see so many on the left literally celebrating hamas and the atrocities they've carried out
0: see what you're describing is an answer to the question of why and and maybe maybe even after all my years in radio and television maybe i've just put never put it quite all together the way you have and again, you 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 march through the institutions, and you talk about universities, K through twelve education uh, are corrupt and abusively biased uh, media in this country, and, and, and corrupt and and with a political agenda, big tech and the influence it has on culture, uh, and then you compare it, and you you sort of you you sort of dovetail all of that in by design all of this.
1: It is, but I'll tell you, this book, it is a hopeful and optimistic book because we are winning important victories, and, and, and uh, there are a lot of tools we can use to take these institutions back. Some of the most important are just sunlight and transparency because the ideas of the radical left are wildly unpopular. No rational person supports abolishing the police. No rational person supports open borders and the chaos at our southern border. No rational person supports surgically sterilizing and castrating a young child. No rational person celebrates murders and rapes from Hamas terrorists. Those are the views of the radical left, and it's why they rely on power and force and coercion along with indoctrination. And and so shining a light is powerful, and we, when we combine that with increasing the consequences, the costs of going woke we can win these battles and and that's what this book lays out is, is is a battle plan to do exactly that
0: you know it really is uh... pretty remarkable what i want people to understand though a little bit more deeply is, is it's not even subtle anymore It used to be more subtle now it's out there in the open you know now they're pushing gender identity now they're pushing crt uh... now it's okay it's acceptable at some of the most prestigious universities in, in the country, even your alma mater, uh, Harvard, uh, where even Professor Dershowitz said you were one of the best and brightest students he ever taught. And and certainly being the national debate champion is no small accomplishment. And But Harvard, I mean, were you shocked about the 31 student groups at Harvard that came out and blamed Israel, the victim, and only Israel for October the 7th?
1: You know, I wish I was shocked, but I wasn't. Sadly, Harvard has been ground zero for all of this. It's really been the the birthplace for an enormous amount of it. And and these student groups, the statement they signed was asinine. It was bigoted. It was anti-Semitic. They said every atrocity committed.
0: It was also ignorant. And I thought getting into Harvard, you were getting into the... the 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 elite class of university couldn't do better than getting in harvard apparently uh they dumb you down in harvard
1: well they're not actually interested in real learning they're interested in indoctrination and and forced agreement with one point of view That's that's a consistent theme of the left they oppose free speech it's why big tech engages in censorship if they thought their views were right they would have confidence that they would prevail in in open debate but they use power and, as you know, I opened the book by by telling my family story, how my father, as a teenager, fought alongside Fidel Castro in Cuba. and And my dad was imprisoned and tortured in Cuba. and he was fourteen years old when he started doing this. and And my dad said, the revolution in Cuba, it was all fourteen and fifteen year old boys. and And the communists always start with young people, with the children, because teenagers, they're young, they're idealistic, they're passionate, and they haven't lived life experience, so they're easily deceived, and and that is why this this the cultural Marxist they started in the universities and they focused early on on K through twelve education and and Sean a story I tell in the book, my grandmother my abuela was a sixth grade teacher in Cuba, and she told me that when Castro succeeded and took over, one of the very first things he did is he sent his soldiers into the elementary schools and the soldiers would go into kindergartens and first grades and they would tell the students, they'd say, close your eyes and pray to God for candy. And and the kids would do so and they'd open their eyes and there'd be no candy. And then the soldiers would say, close your eyes and pray to Fidel Castro for candy. The kids would do so and the soldiers would quietly slip a piece of candy on each of their desks. That's what Marxism is.
0: That is about as sick as anything I've ever heard. You talk about brainwashing, indoctrination. Um, I once read uh, a book, it was, it was printed years ago, a, a synthesis of Russian mind control techniques. It is very, very similar to what you are describing here and how they control the masses. And I think it's very hard for people to maybe even believe that they could be susceptible to suggestion like this or the amount of pressure brought to bear... Um, for people to be to conform to whatever whatever the the cultural issue is of the day I mean and and why there is so few of us that are willing to take the heat and go out there speak our minds freely and Say things that the left doesn't like to hear and just get the crap beaten out of us but other people see that they're like, I don't want to go through that um, however, you, you don't have freedom of thought otherwise
1: Look, they, they punish you, they silence you, they try to cancel you, they try to get you fired. They engage in brute force. Look, the left has canceled J.K. Rowling b- b- because she she actually believes women exist. She's thoroughly left on everything else, but she hasn't completely lost her mind, and she's willing to defend women. And 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 that is a a, a capital offense in 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 their worldview, and and it's. You know, you're talking about like Soviet mind control. It's why the left takes journalism, takes entertainment, takes uh, big tech, because subtle culture cultural Marxists use the tools of culture to push their orthodoxy and to brainwash. And so right now, young people, their views, are much less pro-Israel than historically Americans have been. Why? because TikTok
0: today if i went back to school i i just know from my own kids what my own kids tell me that the the indoctrination that goes on they they know how their dad thinks and they sit there and they're like dad you're not gonna believe this one and they'll tell me this story then they dad you're not going to believe this story and then you know or they'll ask me what they should do i said i don't really care if you take on the teacher or not but if you have other aspirations you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or go to grad school or business school Just remember, that's probably going to hurt you. And if you play the game and you just know the truth in your heart, it doesn't matter if you just regurgitate back the garbage that they're trying to get you to regurgitate.
1: Look, it it is a massive problem. but, But at the same time, there are moments of hope. So, for example, school board races. You look at what happened in Loudoun County when the teenage girl was assaulted by a boy wearing a skirt in the girls' bathroom, and the school covered it up and denied it happened. Well, that enraged moms in Virginia, and it led to Glenn Youngkin getting elected uh, governor of Virginia, flipping a state that a year earlier had voted for Biden by 10 points. We're seeing that all over the country. This last Tuesday, after Donald Trump, there's nobody in the country you want to beat more than me. And and so they're going to spend well over $100 million coming against me. And so if everyone could go to Ted Cruz dot org, dot org, dot org, support the campaign, that would be hugely helpful. And this book came out this week. I'd encourage you go to any bookstore, go to Amazon, go to Barnes and Noble, buy it right now. And, and, and you know Christmas is just around the corner. It it's a
0: great gift. I agree.
1: Christmas gift. Give it to your mom or your best friend, or give it to your kids. Your kids.
0: Let me give the uh, name and the title: Ted Cruz Unwoke. How to defeat cultural Marxism in America. Amazon dot com, Barnes and Noble dot com, Hannity dot com, and bookstores everywhere. Senator, thank you. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We got a great uh, Hannity tonight, nine Eastern, while we are live. There's going to be, you know, one of these protests uh, about the Middle East going on in New York City. Sarah Carter will be there on the ground. Uh, we'll also check in with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Newt Kingrich, John Solomon, and James Comer, both with breaking news. And you'll meet the son of Hamas's founder. That's right. He grew up under Hamas. He knows all about this terrorist organization, that and much more all coming up. Tonight, 9 Eastern, Set Your DVR, Hannity, Fox News. See you tonight, back here tomorrow. Thank you for making the show possible.
1: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern.
2: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels
1: listen to on purpose with jay shetty on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts
2: hi i'm michael rapaport and i'm kiwi rapaport and
1: together we're hosting rapaport's reality, reality podcast, podcast.